You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, everybody. This is Being Free with Simone podcast. And this month, I have my good friend, Erica Lee, a fellow blogger out of St. Louis, Missouri. Say hi, E. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me. And we're just going to dive right into our topic this week. I wanted to talk to Erica about loss because that's something that both of us have experienced. And as a friend, I've watched Erica, you know, push through and deal with loss. We've talked about it. Um, as a friend, she's seen me deal with loss and push through it. So I wanted to dive a, le- a little deeper into that and, you know, possibly help someone else out there who may be struggling with moving on or, you know, getting back to some sense of normalcy after a loss. Oh, you ready to dive in, E? Let's do it. All right. So... What do you believe has been your greatest loss? A hard one, because I've experienced a lot, but can, does losing yourself after, after experiencing so many losses count? Absolutely. A loss okay. is a loss. Okay. That and then um, my best friend, losing her suddenly really uh, rocked me off my uh, off my feet because it was very sudden and I've never lost a best friend before so that was my first time just you know experiencing that so I would say her and then just like I said losing myself because I've been through a lot in life and I just got to a place where I was very just just in a bad place and like I wasn't the Erica that I know that I should be mm-hmm. And it took a lot for me to get back out of that dark space and thank God for like friends like you and you know, the girls and my therapist and my family that helped me, you know, learn how to navigate that space because you're never going to not experience loss in life. Like people are going to pass away. You could lose a job. Friends are going to stop being your friends. Your dog could pass away. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. always going to experience something. Some type and of loss. So exactly. And I took a vow to myself that I got so dark and so deep. At one point, I was like, I can never get this bad again. No matter like what happens, I can't get this bad because <laughs> any more darker than this, and I wouldn't be talking to you on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's real. I, I got to, I got, I got that bad. And I didn't, and I'm not that type of person. Like, mm-hmm. you know me, like I'm funny, like I'm goofy. I like to be happy. And like, I just did not want to experience joy. And I just, I'm so blessed to find my therapist who has helped me learn how to navigate through loss that I'm going to experience within my lifetime anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like now I'm better equipped to handle it instead of just holding on to all those emotions that come from losing it. That's a word. And I can Thank you. <laughs> you know, um, coming from a friend standpoint, you know, having to watch you 
deal with your loss and not be able to really take that pain away knowing the space you were in that was a that was that was rough um because you know you never want to see your you never want to see your people hurting like that and like you said you know that's not you you're this bright and bubbly person who likes to laugh a lot and I I remember you know after the loss of your best friend I remember you know you know we had some conversations you know for the the brief moments you would decide hey I actually do want to talk to people that's true the, because hey you don't you don't always want to interact with people and it's real. that's very real but I remember you like sharing you know during some of those conversations like bro I'm going through it like yeah. for real for real like this shit isn't easy and it's like I said it's it's not easy to watch from the other side either knowing that there's nothing you can physically do to take that pain away and, and I appreciate y'all being y'all because y'all know me like mm-hmm. enough to be like, I know that I want to be there for, but I also know how Erica is. And I'm not going to be like, hey, girl, let's talk. You want to be best friends uh, forever? <laughs> like, I'm not that type. I like to grieve and process in isolation. I'm that type of person. Like, I need to take a step back and just kind of just have my moment. And then when I'm ready to come back out, because I also don't want to transfer that energy onto y'all. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's not fair to y'all. Even though I know that y'all care about me, I don't want to be sad around y'all because that's gonna make y'all sad. <laughs> it's like right. I don't want y'all sad. So it's better for me just to take my time. And then with hurt, I feel like what hurt the most. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, with her passing, it's like it's not only that she died. It's like a month or two before she died, my German Shepherd died. And then, yeah. like four months before he died, my grandpa died. It was like, was like loss what? after loss after loss. Like, how am I, I even supposed said, to breathe? I just like that's a lot. Got that's my dog ashes back, and then two weeks later, she dies. I was like, you know what? That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot for anybody. Yeah, it was a lot, and I was just like, you know what? I and just going back to therapy because she just always taught me. She was like you need to take time for you because mm-hmm. I would, I was always that person. First off, I've always been a person that just never liked to cry. I've never been a crier. Just like, no. And she's like, you need to, to learn how to let those emotions out. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I don't want to, I don't want to let my emotions out. I don't like to cry. <laughs> or you know, I'm a Leo. I don't like, I don't like doing that. I just don't. And she's like, there's nothing wrong with you crying so that is uh, you're releasing these feelings and it's literally healing yep. and so now I cry all the time <laughs> so I cry all the time and she just taught me that you I know that this is hurtful for you mm-hmm. and I know that you're going through a lot but again she gave me the certain tools that I needed to to get through it because not only am I hurting I'm hurting for her mom right. I'm hurting for her brother her dad and, you know, I wasn't, I didn't want it to just be like, and just crumble all over again. Cause I know that's not what she would want me to do. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I was blessed to be able to talk to her uh, like 24 hours before she passed. Uh-huh. Um, and I, and I take that very seriously because some people did not, and I've talked to other friends that she knew that I didn't, but we just, she was our mutual connect and they was like, I, some people didn't get that chance, you know what I'm saying? And so I, t- at least I got that and I know that she's okay, but it just, it sucks. Like, 
having to lose people back to back to back sucks, but that is also life. And you have to learn <laughs> how to stand up tall even when you don't want to. Cause there was a time that I just, I, my legs were really wobbly <laughs> and I could not real. stand up. And, uh, I, had to, I had to figure out and find out how to, um, to get back up again because I still have things I have to do. You know, the sun is still gonna come out. Like the days still keep going. Like yeah. life doesn't stop, you know what I mean? And so I just had to figure out what is the most healthiest way for me to get through this. And grieving looks different for everybody, but I try Absolutely. to, I take my time and I take my sorrow and I'll cry it out and will sit in my bed and watch Netflix as much as I can and kind of just isolate myself. But then mm -hmm. I also like pour into myself with self-care, you know what I'm saying? Do what it makes me feel good because I know that's what my loved ones would would have wanted. They don't want me to to be sad. So, but it, it was it took a lot for me to get here. I'm not gonna lie, it took a lot because my the old Erica would just, you know, that's I don't weird. know if we could talk about on. Can we talk about weed on here? Shh, absolutely. Okay, okay. I'm not with I... <laughs> And I whispered. I was like, can we talk about weed? <laughs> Like, like I love you. <laughs> like the fucking principals around the corner. Like, can we talk about You absolutely can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know how, you know, I mean, I'm sure you could. This is on my that. website. I'm not okay. on. Um... I didn't, okay. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to get you in trouble and be like, no, you're, you're, you're okay. absolutely fine. But <laughs> that's so nice. Sorry. <laughs> can we talk about this? <laughs> Better safe than sorry. No, you're perfectly yes, fine. Okay. So, but the old Erica, like that was all I did was to cope was like, I used to be like, blow it down. Like that's all I would do. And that would help me get through my day, help me get through college, get through my work schedule. But when that high came down, that pain was still there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I can smoke as much as I want to, but it's, this high will come down eventually. And that sadness and that pain and that darkness is still there from all this stuff that I've never dealt with and eventually mm -hmm. got to a point like Erica you can't smoke this way like it's not gonna go away <laughs> like and I 100% feel that Drink drinking yeah. was that for drinking was that for me for quite some time yeah. I didn't want to deal with anything so I drank and I drank hard listen when I tell you look <laughs> girl I used to blow it down all right <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> it don't make no sense how much I used to blow through, but that was what I needed to get through because, you know, I'm not a, a big drinker, not like that, but that was the only thing that kept me, like, level to be like, all right, I can still function, mm -hmm. but then as soon as my high would come down, I'd be in my closet crying my eyes out. You like, know damn, here I am with these feelings. Here, again. here I am with these feelings. And what I'm supposed to do with them. What am I supposed to do? And you know what I'm saying? I was introduced to therapy and I've been, I, before this therapist I have now, I've had multiple, I've been to therapy twice and they were both a fail. Mm -hmm. like you and I have talked about, you know, why I was very anti-therapy from the past two mm -hmm. therapists that I interacted with. I was like, well, this is not helpful at all. So no, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to go roll up. Not helping me. <laughs> right, I'm just going to go roll up and uh, I'll figure it out later. Basically. But, <laughs> but now this new therapist she's like it's a complete 180 like compared to whatever any other therapist I've ever had 
Mm -hmm. And she just taught me, she's like, if you want to roll up, that's fine. Do you, but don't let that be, that's not, you have to understand that that's not going to cure your sadness. You do understand that. You have to literally, and she taught me that there is no shortcut through healing. Mm. And that that was hard for me to to get through. I was like, so I really have to feel it. She's like, yeah, absolutely. Ain't <laughs> like, no quick fix when it comes to healing. Because <laughs> when, when I got to therapy, I was like, well, you know, I I mean, I've never had a good experience, so I'm thinking like she's gonna tell me what to do, and then I'm gonna do it, and then boom, I'm good. No, I didn't know that I had to literally not only accept what happened, feel it, and mm-hmm. then process it. And she's like, that's the only way you're going to get over it. I'm just like, but I don't, the whole point of me being here is I don't want to feel the pain. So she's like, well, great. Right. Well, let's through it. <laughs> you don't want to feel it. Let's work through it. Right. And that was very let's do the hard. Work. It's very, doing the work is hard, but it's so rewarding. It mm-hmm. really is because I was very resistant at times and just kind of just like, was telling her what I wanted her to know, but she mm-hmm. knows me. Like, she's like, Eric, I know that you're not you know, giving me everything, like you're still resisting. And she's like, you have to learn to let go. And you have to let this go. And she's like, until you let it go, you're going to keep repeating these same steps over and over again. Like, it's not going to change until it's like, you're like trying to pedal in sinking sand. Like you, mm-hmm. the more you pedal, the more you keep uh, The deeper so, you're going to go, yeah. So I had to, learning that was was very hard. And especially... I feel like with the, with lost, I was like, well, how do I process this and grieve and not feel like, all right, I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want it to be like, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. healed from it. And like, it doesn't matter anymore. She's like, oh, that's, she's like, you're always going to feel this because this person that you care about. It never about, goes away. <laughs> it never goes away. She said, like, what you're processing is how you're responding to it. So instead of you just burying your head underneath your covers for three days and not talking to the world and just sitting in the dark, mm-hmm. you're trying to do the exact opposite and still grieving, but being as productive as you can at the same time. Actually, now there are going to be some days you're not going to want to do nothing again. That is fine. You can take those days, but don't let that be every day. And right. it's like, ah. so. That's real. That's very real. So you spoke on therapy helping you. So what do you feel are other ways that helped you, you know, kind of get back to E after after your losses? Uh, therapy, good friends. I don't know what I'll do without y'all. You know, y'all keep me laughing. You guys keep me going, you know. I got so many texts and calls and just checking on your E just making sure you're good. Let me know if you need me FaceTiming. Like, you know, just y'all were there without being too smothering. Which is That's one I thing really I appreciate. do appreciate. I Not appreciate. to cut you off, but no, you're good. You're um, good. that is one thing I really appreciate about our friend group. Our group, group. Like yes, we know that. when, you know, we know when one another needs space, but also... Bitch, you ain't about to go about a, a week without checking <laughs> right. in. Like, that's what we're not going to do. <laughs> like, are you alive? Are you okay? Do I need to run up on somebody? Or do I need to, like, send you dinner or what? Like, what do you yes. need? Like, you can you have your space. Time, <laughs> you remember that time that your phone was off for hell? We was like, so who are we taking Southwest United? 
or uh, American to get to Texas because Randy got all of us fucked up and she's not answering the fucking phone. She's not tweeting. She's not posting. But she's not answering. So that's okay. We blew up Brittany's phone. Brittany, where's she at? Where's she at? When and I he was tell like, y'all, when I tell y'all that my friends do not be, Brittany has sat up there and called, <laughs> tracked my mama down, been like, look, she not answering her phone. Period. What is the problem? And I was like, um, I just wanted like a couple of days to myself. And, but and you she was like, that. okay, that's fine, but you need to tell somebody. I was like, um, and we was about to send out the okay. whole search. The whole uh, search patrol for your ass. I was about to get Tukey lined up with his little coat on. We should get our flashlight. We should be out here. Like, where is Randy? But because yeah, you, so. you, you're not gonna not talk to us. Like, you can like, tell us that you don't. Like, if talk you need you, if you need your time to yourself, then that's perfectly fine. But you need to but let people know before right. you just decide you want to disappear. Right, you not just gonna disappear, no ma'am, no ma'am. <laughs> you will speak <laughs> and let us know why you don't want to talk to us, and then we'll leave you alone. Uh, but no good friends um you know god of course like mm-hmm. i that's my foundation to anything like i am very grateful that i was raised with the spiritual foundation because i feel like that has helped me stand tall like again when my knees and legs just couldn't do it like it mm-hmm. was something i could lean on to be like i know it's going to get better but it just sucks really bad right now but it will get better so yeah my faith my family my friends and my therapist and just just knowing that a also what also helped me a lot is knowing that I'm not the only person who struggles with this because I don't know why I always felt like I was alone in a lot of things even though like I'm not the only person in the world but just talking to my therapist and talking to Mm y'all I was like wow y'all too yeah same I was like I don't know what it was (laughs) I don't know what it was I was watching earlier but I remember them saying you're not the first person to go through what you what you're going through and I was like that's real because so often we like we're like you know we just we we do we we feel like nobody has nobody knows how we're feeling because you know we're we're the only one going through it and although no one close to us or in our immediate circles may be going through whatever we're going through at that time doesn't mean that they never have and again like you weren't the first person to go through this yeah that's why support groups exist you know there are articles and books and all kind of things to help us because we ain't the first ones to have to go through this that's true that is very true and so but all those all those powers combined mm-hmm. are turned into a better Erica. <laughs> <I hate you. laughs> and, and all those powers combined i have turned into a better Erica. you know shout out to mary jane no i'm still my girl you know what i'm saying but i don't need her like i used to but that's so I was waiting on you to, um, and I absolutely am going to put you on front street. I was waiting on you to mention one thing that has really seemed to blossom in your life within the last maybe year or so that I thought is part, you know, kind of a a coping mechanism. Okay. um, With your painting. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm girl. I'm sitting here bracing myself. Like, oh shit. What did I, <laughs> I said, what did I do? What did I blossom in, girl? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that has been very, very therapeutic. Because mm-hmm. you know, my bestie, she was also like really into art like she was really mm-hmm. good at it and I've always been a creative kid I've always loved the color loved the paint draw like write like I've always been that kid but I had a teacher very young like just shit on my whole art dream <laughs> and I was like well fuck art I don't want to do this mm-hmm. no more anyway <laughs> and so, <laughs> when I tell you she bursted my entire bubble I was like <laughs> well <laughs> excuse me and then when she passed my best friend passed mm-hmm. and um it was I just like I was like I don't even know if I can even still do this I haven't done this since I was little and I just got back into you know painting and it turned out that I'm pretty pretty good uh, I like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good and so that not only helps me it keeps my mind focused on something else other than like me being sad it also makes it like I'm still connected with her because that's something that we both share mm-hmm. and then it just makes me happy like it, it literally just it gives me an outlet to put my emotions on a canvas so I definitely have used painting many a nights sometimes I'll just wake up and can't sleep and just mm-hmm. paint something because oh excuse me my mind is going a mile a minute and I'm just like oh, I feel better and then I'll just go back to bed so yeah I've definitely been working on some, a lot of stuff and there's a lot of stuff I have to, you know, sh- to still show, <laughs> but yeah, I, painting art has definitely been a savior for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I appreciate it. With your Pablo Picasso and up at two o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Not Pablo Picasso. <laughs> but, um, no, those are all like really good methods to you know, try to get back to some quote unquote normalcy after loss. And I actually pulled an article from the internet just to see, you know, what are some ways that other people, you know, are able to, you know, regain, you know, a sense of self after, after loss. And of course they mentioned therapy, Um, group counseling was also mentioned and, I think now I'm a little more comfortable sharing, you know, my stories and things with strangers, but maybe a few years ago, maybe not so much. So I think, Oh, I agree. I'm just saying you have to be, you have to, I think you have to be really vulnerable to mm-hmm. allow group counseling to work for you. Um, socializing, like you said, um, with your friends, socializing um, is definitely big, but it's also that's different for everybody as far as when you're ready to socialize. I remember when my grandpa passed um, a few years back, I didn't want to, I actually got into it with a friend on the, and I hate that, but I got into it with a friend on the day that we buried him. And it was just because they wanted conversation from me. And I was telling them, you know, I'm not, not in a, the time. Yeah. I'm not in a place to do this right now. Like I'm mentally 
and physically and emotionally exhausted. And I just knew that that person would understand. And they were like, you know, I'm trying to be here for you. And I'm like, I get that, but I'm letting you know, I don't have it in me to do this right now. Like, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Um, like, I remember. And that's fair. And that's, like, I want your listeners to understand that that's also, that's your boundary. Like, I don't want to talk. Like, if you want to, yeah, like, yeah. call me on FaceTime and literally, like, stare at me, then you can do that. But I don't want to talk right now. I know Kelly came over and brought us some food. And I really have a whole bunch of conversation, you know, then, you know, I mustered some out. But I can't force myself to talk. But then, yeah. you know, the next day. I did go out, um, you know, uh, Carmen and Winnie and Brittany took me, um, what's our little favorite little, pl- Narwhals, we went to oh, Narwhals. I love Narwhals. And I think we went to Mission Taco or something. We went to a couple places, but that that's irrelevant. The point is we went out. So the next day I did get out and socialize a little bit because I was like, you know, I don't want to stay in the house all day boohooing. But then after I left St. Louis, I was right back into my little like shell. And I really didn't want to do a lot of socializing. Like it took me a minute to you know, get back around people that had been already been a rough year for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this is, this is like the, this is the tip of the iceberg. Like it's a little too much. Let me go into my little cocoon and I'll come back out, you know, when I I'm ready. like it. And um, like your, and your real friend, and I'm not saying the person who got, you got into it is not your real friend. I'm just saying, like, you're well, they're friend. not because they're no longer in my life. But, oh, well, um, then there we go. But it's not, but it's not, it's not, let me be clear, it's not because of that situation. Like, I do really feel like they were trying to be present for me, and that at that time they just didn't want to accept that I wasn't being an ass. I just didn't yeah. want to talk then, but it's no, they're, really not, they're no longer my friend. For your support system around you to mm-hmm. know your boundaries and respect that. And like I said, like, our group of girls. We're good with that because like you said, there are some people that that's how they help. It's like, let me be there for you. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do that. But if I'm a person that doesn't need that at this moment as my friend, you should respect that and be like, you know what? I want to be here for you, but I'll let, I'll be here for you when you need, when you are ready for Mm -hmm. me to be here. Not be there for you when I want to be there for, because it's not about you. It's about that person who was hurting. So if your friend is like, hey, I said, like, I, I don't, I hate you or anything, but I'm just, I need a second for me. Mm-hmm. Then you have to give them that second because like you keep pushing, trying to, you know, do something they're not ready for. It's just going to just cause a rift between them that's not even necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they also mentioned exercising, you know, getting those endorphins pumping. And I was just talking about that with Carmen this morning. I was like, I but it does make you feel better yeah it really does get those endorphins especially like you know if you like take for instance if you've been in the house for a number of days like going outside and getting some fresh air really does your body good and if it's it doesn't even have to be anything intensive it could just be like a brisk walk just fresh air getting your blood pumping you know it really it really does help um and I know that definitely came into play, you know, with the pandemic, you know, after, you know, getting cabin fever and stuff like that. Um, they also mentioned meditation and prayer. You know, you mentioned, you know, 
you wouldn't have been able to get through it without God. So that's another thing, praying, meditating, just asking yoga for peace. Has been very- yes. I love me some yoga. Yeah, so all of those are, I think, pretty good ways. Like I said, everybody is different. Everybody copes in different ways. But at some point, you have to, I think sometimes I've I've seen people and heard people who kind of, you know, they kind of beat themselves up about quote unquote moving on, but moving on with your life does not mean you are forgetting that person. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that any of our loved ones would want us to like, just sit there and just wallow in sadness and depression because they're no longer there. Um, I agree. I remember when, you know, Nipsey Hussle passed away and Lauren London had made a statement, you know, saying that I think it was something he had told her about, you know, people don't belong to us. We get to experience them. So if you you look at it that way, it's like, I'm grateful for that experience. Like I'm sad that it ended, but look at all the memories I have, like losing my grandpa was, because for me, that has been my biggest loss. Losing um, him. Well, I, I say that as if I have one grandpa and I don't mean that, but we call my other grandpa that passed away. I call him Papa. So, um, so yeah. So when my grandpa passed, it was, it was hard, but then I was like, you know, and that is, you know, that's been my grandpa for 20 plus years. That is my stepdad's father, but I've never, I was never treated as a step, you know, and we had so many memories, you know, with the small knit family, because that side, that side of the family isn't very large, but we just had so many memories. And I'm like, I'm just really grateful that I got to experience that, you know, his eulogy was basically that he was a really good man. And he was like, he was a really good man in his fraternity and his churches and the schools that he worked in with his family. Like, he was a really, really good man. So when you think about that, you know, I'm just grateful I got to experience that. And I thought that was, you know, what Lauren London said. I was like, no, that's real. Like people don't belong to us. We're experiencing them while they're here on this earth. And then when their time comes for them to move on to the next life, then we just have to be appreciative of that experience. I and agree. I think for me that that definitely does help. Um that definitely helps with helps you cope. It does. Especially and then like tying that in <clears throat> with just like your faith or whatnot, like knowing that they're okay and they're like in a better place and they're fine. For mm-hmm. me, that also is like very like okay. Like and then what is dope is you still get like little reminders. Like mm-hmm. I told you about that time when like not too long after she died. It was just a day and it was just heavy. Like I dealt with a lot of guilt mm-hmm. when she passed because I felt like I didn't do enough for her mm-hmm. to make sure that she was okay. But regardless, even though even that I know that there's physically nothing I could have done because she lived across the country. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not like I could get to it. But I, it, it hurt me because I was like, as a as my best friend, I felt like 
I wasn't there for her and I had all these thoughts of like her final moments and like mm-hmm. was she this or was she that or was she okay you know what I'm saying it just right. it was eating away at me because like I don't have these answers mm-hmm. and it was just a day that I was just I was just driving I think I was going to meet up with, with Candace somewhere and I was just driving no I took the next I was about to meet with Candace but I stopped had to make a stop and I was driving and I was praying and I was just crying and I was like you know I'm sorry like I wasn't there like I just feel bad like mm-hmm. I just wanted to be there for you know I know that you know the midwest and where she was on the west coast is no way I could have gotten to her but right and then so when I parked I just had this I just had this sadness on me and I was like god like I just I just want to know that she's okay and then like literally and I'm not even like exaggerating. As soon as I said that, like two minutes later, not one, but two cardinals flew Aww. right past my car, which is Rufio. Shout out to Rufio. <laughs> and <laughs> they flew past my car and they landed on this piece of grass in front of me. But they were like facing my direction. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of like just looking at me in the car. And then they were just like, you know, doing that little cardinal thing. And then I was like, I know a cardinal symbolizes something, but I forgot what it was. And so I Googled it and it says, oh, that's, you know, when you are thinking about a loved one, that's mm-hmm. a sign that they are here and they're okay. To, and girl, when I tell you the waterfalls that came I was about to say you lost it, didn't you? I, for a good five minutes in my car, crying. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just crying my eyes out. But I took that as a sign as like, I know that you're hurting and I know that you miss me, but just know that you don't have to worry about me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm okay. So it's okay for you to focus on you being okay because I'm good where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So I also just, yeah. And so I just take little moments like that and I appreciate them. Like I feel her a lot. I can hear her voice. I can hear her laugh when it comes to certain things like, so like she's always around me, you know, she's gone from the physical. Like I know that she's always with me. And then like I talk to her mom a lot. I talk to her brother a lot. So it was like I'm still a part of everything because right. you know, best friends and your their family, you could just be like, you know, we're here for the services and that kind of be it. Mm-hmm. But at the services, like, you know, I t- I don't know if I told you, but I went with our other mutual friend and at first I couldn't even walk in mm-hmm. because I saw her in the casket, like from like the, the hallway. I was mm-hmm. like, I can't do this. I can't. Cause she's literally the first best friend I've ever, you know, that I've ever, I've had a lot of homies that have passed, like, but they mm-hmm. were my best friend, you know gotcha. what I'm saying? Right. And so I see my parents, they came and then I see her mom and I'm trying not to cry. It's okay. It's very real. It's all, let it out. This is absolutely a safe space. But just think about it. Sham is like, Sham is listening to you now. Like, I know. But it's just when I saw her mom, I'm about to give her a hug and be like, I'm so sorry. And she stands up and she was like, Erica, because I was talking to someone else that was at the funeral that Sham and I also knew. And she gave me the biggest hug. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, me? 
Like this is like this, this your whole child. This, this your kid. This your first baby. What you mean, me? And she looked at me and she was like, she's like, you have my phone number. She's like, you call me because you know that you family. Right. And, and I just was like. Absolutely, absolutely. That I know that support is that meant so much because, like, of course, I was close with her mom. I've been over to the house many a times. Like in college, we was always over there when we came home from school. Right. So, like, she knows who I am, but like, you know, I only know her because of her daughter. So, for her to right. tell me, even though my daughter isn't here, I still got you. I still got you. That's love. Like, that's love. That's real love. That's real. You don't know how much that meant to me, right? And that really helped me with with helping me just grieve because it's like I still have a piece of her here. Like, I still have a family that I'm still close with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her other friends that we both know, I'm still cool with. Like, so that really helped a lot. And she made me feel like Erica, even though I'm not here no more. Like mm-hmm. I still got you from the other side. You know what I mean? Right. But just still be the best friend. Aww. That's still your best friend. You just your friendship still remains. I know, like you said, you still talk to her. You get to have those laughs with her in your private moments. Like that's still your best friend. It's just she's not here in the physical, but I think that in watching you and, you know, some of you all's mutual friends, I think that, you know, me as an outsider looking in, I definitely think um, some of your bonds in those spaces have, have, have strengthened. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, it's crazy how losing one person could bring, you know, people closer together and, Mm -hmm it's just i'm sorry for crying i really see this is this is therapy this is what therapy does to you it makes you cry on a fucking podcast when you're trying to it's just like no girl those those walls are gone now we're gonna let these go we're gonna we don't get those emotions out we don't suppress those feelings yeah we don't suppress feelings anymore we let them out and we let them flow and everybody who listens knows that this is a podcast about being free and open and that also comes with you know being open with your emotions so don't apologize uh, apologize for letting those emotions flow (laughs) thank Um, you for providing that space where i feel comfortable (laughs) and do it because Um, you know it's very it's hard for me it it used to be very hard for me to be vulnerable like i just i've always had my wall up like i just you know being through what the stuff that i've went through in life uh I just always had this barrier around me because to protect myself mm-hmm. and in therapy, I learned like, well, that's fine. You can have that, but you're also blocking out people trying to love on you yes. to let that hurt a little bit Absolutely less. Absolutely okay to have that because so, you know, sometimes it's a you don't know people's, you know, exactly. And then some people hurt you with what you, when you try to be vulnerable. And so it's just like, I've had to learn that like, A, not everybody's out to get me. And like, B, like, it's okay to have this safe space like especially like with y'all uh-huh. and my siblings and like my parents and whatnot and she sometimes I've cried with holding Tukey listen <laughs> you know we'll have a snot fest if we have to you're gonna let it out so I 
have cried on Tuki. I don't know how many times. He's like, girl. <laughs> Me with Beethoven too. I've felt so I I don't even remember yeah, what it was, but I remember I was going through it at one yeah. point. And my mom was like, You want me to bring Beethoven over? And I was like, Yes. And I was just boo crying. <laughs> Beethoven's little head was so wet. And he and just nestled, he just nestled deeper yeah. in my neck. I was like, Oh, give me love. love. <laughs> yeah, especially like after her funeral, like just coming back and Tuki just kind of looked at me like you look sad. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, know. So- they know. They know. They know. And, and, they and then Charlie, my niece, she uh, we are cute still. Oh, that's my dog. Thank you. That is my boo. And I remember on the her first anniversary of her passing. Yes, I was headed to go meet up everybody to do the balloon release, and mm-hmm. I met up with some family, and Charlie was there, and she was like, she's three now. She had to be like maybe one and a half, two, and she looked at me like, Monty, you look sad, and then she just ran up to me with her little arms. <laughs> she gave me this little hug, and then <laughs> when she hugged me, like, she patted my back <laughs> with her little hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is, like, the cutest thing oh, that kids do, girl, like, one I of the cutest know. things that kids do. I'm like, well, you, what's your old soul? What you know right. about putting somebody Girl, on the head? <laughs> on the back with her little bitty hand, and I just cried holding her. And she just looked at me, and then she was like, It's okay. And then she just hugged me again, and she just hugged me as tight as she could. And for her to be like a little kid to understand that, and I was like, Thank you, because I needed that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's nice so to have little burst of love when you're in a feeling of sorrow and it could come from anywhere it comes from like your niece you come from your dog your family your friends a stranger walking down the street or a cardinal flying past your car you just Mm -hmm. never know but i have learned to be open to receive to be receiving to wait to be receptive there you go (laughs) to to those things and understand that it's coming from a, a beautiful place and that helps me in turn heal and mm-hmm. so I can be a better person because I feel like you can't be the your best self until you heal some things Absolutely. that are holding you back. Hundred percent agree. Um, and I know, and I want to be my best self. You know, I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely. As long as I'm, as long as I'm going to be here on this earth, I want to be the best I can. I want to do the best that I can, help as many people as I can. But I still have to. But that all starts with me. So if I'm not good, nothing else can be good. So I have to. I have to face. A lot of things I didn't want to talk about and really just chip at these layers that I've had built up for so long, piece by piece. And new layers are going to form because when she passed, another layer tried to form, but it's not as heavy or as mm-hmm. thick as it used to be. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm still grieving. I still, I mean, clearly I just broke down on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my times where like I just, I'm really sad. But there are also times where I look at, I was going through old pictures via social media and I found those pictures of her that I forgot I even had. Mm-hmm. And that made me smile. I was like, I remember this day. I remember the, our conversation. And then mm-hmm. I look at the picture on the platform it was posted and I see her comments from there and I just laugh because I can hear her voice while saying it. You know what I'm saying? Like I just sent her brother some more pictures that mm-hmm. I had of her the other day. And so we talk about those times and whatnot because he wasn't you know he was her younger brother so he wasn't around but 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just nice to have these little reminders like, hey, girl, I'm still here. Hey, girl, <laughs> I'm still here. So it's just, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Grief is, a, as you know, you know, losing grandparents is hard, too. Yeah, and I don't think... I don't think grief ever really goes away. I think we oh, just it does. Because <laughs> there, because sometimes I get hit with it, and I be like, because I have I have a picture. My grandma gave me like this really pretty picture of her and my grandpa one year for my birthday. Um, so that so I literally literally look at my grandpa every day. That um, is so cool. And sometimes it hits me like he's straight gone like and 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 it, and it messes me up it really does but then you know more often you know I look at that picture or you know I'm reminiscing with my parents or you know talking to my grandma who you know tells us all the time I miss my man like oh and we're you know just sharing memories and how long were they married over 60 years don't let me lie about the exact number but over 60 years um so yeah that's like that's 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 a long time like to be with someone like this that's a that's a lifetime dang near so yeah that's a long time she be she be like i miss my man and i'm like i can't like i can't I can't even imagine like I don't like I don't know how she goes on like I don't yeah. I don't know how she goes on because how do you basically start a completely new life after being with someone that long like yeah. how, how and I think that goes back to that Nipsey quote like you know, you get to experience them for so long. You might get 60 years. You might get five years. You might get six weeks. You know what I'm saying? But like how we were discussing before, like we all have a start on this earth and we all have a finish. And mm-hmm. we don't know when that finish is going to come. But it's what you do in that dash in the middle and like who you touch and how you're there for people and the love that you experience and pass along is what stays forever and I feel like holding on to those memories of knowing how Mm -hmm. awesome your grandfather was knowing how much he loved your granny loved you and his other family members and you know members of his fraternity and everything like that like those memories he's like he has gone from the physical you saw thousands upon thousands of things that keep his memory and his name circulating so like yes, he's not from the physical, but he's still here very much. So like his presence is still very much felt, and that's a very powerful thing. And it's just like you have to keep going. Like to your granny, I know she misses him. Like sixty years, and then he's just you know what I'm saying no longer here. Like that has to be very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely my heart goes out to her. But like I can't even imagine like it's. I mean, of Listen, course, one day I, I would say love, I wasn't going to say. Of course, one day I would. <laughs> I would love to, you know, meet someone or ma- maybe somebody already or whatever. I would love a long lasting, you know, relationship. But as of February twenty first, twenty twenty one, today I can't even <laughs> fathom liking somebody for you know what, and oh. and that's the thing. Like 
I actually gotta like you because love only gonna get you so far. I now I ain't gonna like you every day, but I have to like you most days for us to last that long. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, like niggas be getting on my damn nerves. <laughs> Honey, look, that's a whole nother podcast topic that we can discuss because, baby, there is not enough time in the day. Okay, your podcast gonna stop recording. Like, all right, girl, that's enough. We get it. But I, so, um, but I but also think to, that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You can, <laughs> no, I was just saying, just when you when you experience a love like so deep from you know Lauren losing Nip, your grandma losing your grandpa. Uh, you know, Coretta when she lost Martin, like you, it's such a heavy loss. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like I have to keep going because even like when Lauren was talking at his funeral and like the days after, she was like, he, I still have a two year old, and how over maybe like six, I don't know, the oldest boy that mm-hmm. I still have to be strong for. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like I still have, I don't have the option of just giving up because unfortunately this was his time to depart this earth mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying or this or actually this happened that led to his departure mm-hmm. uh, on this earth and it's just like you just find something to keep going because a you know that your family is doing fine and is safe and is at peace but b you know that they wouldn't want you to stop living just because it was my turn to go right you and know I what i'm saying so what keeps us is you know we get high off of people. Yeah. Um, we get high off of, you know, how they make us feel. So I think that there's a there's a fine line between, in my opinion, there's a fine line between once you, you know, lose someone, m- maintaining that high to a point where you're happy um, that you got to experience them and being so high off them that you don't know what to do without them. I think there's a very fine line um, between those two and we have to do, you know, everybody has to do what works for them to get on the better side of that fine line. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's definitely you, it, possible. It works. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It's definitely possible to get to the, get on the side of, I love this person. I miss this person dearly. I appreciate the time that I have with this person, but at the same time, like I still have to keep moving my feet because mm-hmm. like the day after she passed, the sun still came up, you mm-hmm. know, the moon still came up, like people still went to work. Like, it's just like, it's, and it's like literally every day somebody uh, passes away, but we just don't know everybody, but someone born and someone dies literally every day. Yeah. Like, it's just how life works. It's just we're on this continuous in and then you out. Like, but it just sucks when you know the person and like you just saw it, like I'm sure I can't even imagine what she went through like Lauren just you know what I'm saying like just making some Tostitos and then you get this news about you know what I'm saying like right. what you mean and yeah. that's how I felt with, with Sham it's like I just talked to you two days like less than two days ago like it wasn't even 48 like a, hours. It, it can be a punch, a, a punch in the it's chest. It's a punch thing. in the gut. And they're like, you was like, what do you mean? I just talked to her. What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just that, it's just that, it's just that initial like. The shock. Shock. And then realizing yeah. that this is going to be 
part of my forever from this point like, on. Like this isn't this isn't Th- this, this is not real. coming. They're not coming back. Like I have to deal with this for the rest of my life. And so dealing with loss, I you know I internalize it, I process it, and but I don't let it like defeat me anymore. Well, I uh-huh. try not let you, but there are some days that I just feel like I just don't feel like moving. And again, that is okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have them days where you don't feel like doing shit this and you don't have true. to. It's, it's, that's it's that's a part of grief. Yep. You're going to have some days and be like, you know what? I'm literally going to sit in this bed and just be under my covers and cry. And that's okay. And you should, you can do that. But there are also going to be days, like you said, that you want to get up and be social, go meet up with your friends. and it's, like, it's a balancing act. It's a balancing mm-hmm. act. And only you know how to balance yourself accordingly. But I'm but telling you, therapy will help you miss out. People, you can. You it's can't, very natural. You can't. You can't help missing people. You're human, of course. Yeah, exactly. And just like, um, like, like with you losing your best friend, you know that was, um, you know, you explain how that hits you. We knew what was coming with my grandfather, but that doesn't make it any easier. Like, yeah, we we knew that he was transitioning but yeah. it, does, it does not make it still sucks yeah any like, easier. and I yeah. remember I got so like again I get I get real protective and like defensive when it comes to like my people so and I was I'm, I was probably a little mean around that time I'm not gonna lie um because I told you about the situation with um the former friend on the day that we buried yeah. my grandpa from but um, there was a guy I was I won't even say we were dating we were literally like just talking we hadn't even got we hadn't even had our first date yet um, but I remember I pretty much snapped on him because he was telling me how much I needed to go to St. Louis and see my grandpa in his final days and I was like the last time I saw my grandpa he was smiling and joyous that is how I want to remember him. I do not want to see him on his deathbed. And nope. I didn't feel like anybody could like tell me like you like you need to like how yeah. do you tell somebody that you need to stand there and watch somebody you love like, leave like, I, don't want like I don't I don't want I, that. It, and it wasn't like, and none of my family was, you know, pressuring me to, you know, go to St. Louis. Like everybody knew what the situation was. The ones that felt that, you know, they needed to be there. They had to be there. They were there. And that's where we left it. But I got, I got super, I remember getting super, super defensive and we didn't talk anymore after that. Like that was the end of that because I was like, you know, you don't really have a place to tell me anything like that. And I didn't like that. Um, I was t- I was already taking it very hard, but I had made up in my mind. I want to remember my grandpa. Like I said, the last time I saw him, he was. You know, I had I had come to St. Louis for a minute, um, but I was like, I just want to. I want to remember him. You know, the the last way I saw him, which was you know yeah. happy and you know laughing and smiling. And that's, that's fair. How, that's how I want to remember him. I don't want to watch him. Also, I know that my grandpa was a very prideful man. So a whole bunch of people around him, and it that's not something he yeah. would have wanted. That's that's not something he would have wanted. So that was 
that 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 really messed me up then because I was like I said I knew I was pretty mean but we we we, we could have went places but when he came at me with that I was like I let yeah, into him I was like yeah you don't get you don't get to tell me that and some people grieve and want to see it right before they go yeah. I'm with you and that's I don't right yeah and that's and that's fine but that's not me though because my crap we actually just celebrated my mom's dad's 10 year uh, homegoing yesterday mm-hmm. um he's been gone 10 years or whatnot and he passed away of cancer and before he died he was at home on hospice or whatever and only like my mom and my daddy and like my aunties was up there and like my aunties like you're not gonna come see him I was like I don't I don't want to see him like that like and he was a he was a really tall big guy and then he just kind of was just like skin and bones at the end you know what I'm saying Uh and it's just like from the the things that I saw one day after it was after he passed I was like I'm glad I didn't see him like that because like you like I want to remember my grandpa with his loud voice that would just you echo through the house mm-hmm. and his laughter and his love for jazz music and you know just just an awesome human being and a physician and just everything like that and I just that's what I wanted to remember I didn't want to see him just right. his body giving out because my grandpa soul is transitioning but I don't need to see his body also just kind of just just stop I don't want to mm-hmm. see the last breath that's 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 too much for me I don't want to I, I don't want to see that so I agree with you in that in that instance that you have to everybody is different you might want to see somebody for the last time um and, and when they're still in their physical body but I personally don't need to see that um or whatnot so and nobody can tell you different this is how I I process like losing the grandparents sucks Bruh. grandparents right. should live forever they really should um so I know you mentioned uh I know you mentioned you know your friends and therapy and your niece are there any other ways that you feel you've been supported through through your loss um I feel like the biggest part that I've that I really I mean I I appreciate it all don't get me wrong but my biggest support has been feeling and feeling heard and feeling understood mm-hmm. because it's hard. It, it used to be very hard for me to kind of express mm-hmm. how I'm feeling when I'm in such a terrible place, but it's nice right. to have people around you that just be like, you don't have to even go into detail. Like I get it. Like, like I get you, it. you know what I'm like? Yeah. I, I just get it. So that has been a help and just, yeah, just I, I, without y'all and my therapist and my family and of course my faith, like I just, I would have crumbled and caved in a long time ago. Like, you know, you guys have definitely been very uh, monumental in the path of me, on my path of healing. Um, and I appreciate that. And just knowing, just, and just knowing that, Yes, this sucks. Yes, I miss my loved ones and my dog who died. But knowing that this isn't the end for them either, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they have tra- like you're born, you're and it's and like everything's about a transition, right? Like you're born, yes. 
you come from heaven, you're born, and then you, your life is this transition, and then that stops, and then you're on to your next transition. So it's like, I don't know, I just look at it as like, it's just a process that everybody's going to have to go through. Um, I'm going to be mourned one day, and I'm going to mourn other loved ones, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that just realizing via therapy that this is going to continue to happen. I pray that all my loved ones, my friends, my dog have many, many more years of, you know, life and happiness and all the other great stuff. But whatever will happen, I've learned to navigate through grief. And I've learned that taking a shortcut just to feel better is not going to make you feel better because you literally have to feel it. And like, I'm, you know, you know, my sister, excuse me, you know, she's a a doctor. We were talking about like how your brain works. It's like, it's like you literally have to process, like your brain has to process everything that you feel Mm -hmm. in order to like use it properly. So it'll like store some stuff in stores. Like, okay, we won't talk about it today. <laughs> right. but it's still going to be heard when you want to talk about it because I haven't processed it yet. <laughs> exactly. like you literally have to process it. And yeah. I have tried mm-hmm. everything. And that's why that Solange Trans and the Sky song hits so hard because you Man. can smoke it away, drink it away, fuck it away. You can do whatever, but your when pain you finish is all that, there. it's still going to be all right that. there. And you're going to have to unpack <laughs> and deal with so, this shit. And the longer you hold it off, the longer, you know what I'm saying, you're just making the recovery time for you. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that if someone dies on Monday, by Friday, you need to, you know, be over it. But you have to take the initial steps to be like, I need to get and feel better because me being depressed for the rest of my life because my best friend has passed away is not going to bring her back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying she's she's not coming back regardless so I can either turn this grief and turn it into a positive and use it to better myself or you know better bless someone else Mm -hmm. or I can let it take over me and I can crumble and you know I'm saying just be at a standstill and I and I've been at standstill for two months of my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like no I need to learn how to keep going no matter what life throws at me and that including you know, losing a loved one. And so loss sucks. Yeah, I will tell you that's it's it's trash. Grief is trash. It is. You know? 100%. And it look and it looks different for everybody. So what works for me might not work for you. And that's fine. But you talking to a licensed professional can really break down what worked best for you for you to, you know, still learn to be productive because you know you you just have to. You just can't you can't stop because it was someone else's time to return home, you know? This and they wouldn't want you to stop either. Like, you know, I would want all my niggas to still be doing good, hit them goals. You know, I'm still rooting for it. I might not be here physically, but you know that I got your back from this next lifetime to the next. Right. So I also think that helping, um, well, what I think helps is just the understanding, like you said, that's a transition that is inevitable. We're all gonna leave one day. And I think remembering Mm -hmm. that helps. Um, But also I think now probably more than ever, I really try my best not to, um, to resolve. I try my best to resolve things. Now, sometimes you just gotta let people sit and shit until they get their minds right. But (laughs) for the most part, I try not to let, 
stuff linger too long because, you know, none of us are guaranteed to wake up tomorrow. And I would really hate that somebody that I really, truly care about, um, if, you know, our last words weren't, um, weren't the most pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I said, sometimes you, you, you gotta, you gotta let people sit in their shit your boundaries are still your boundaries but you absolutely also, like i'm not gonna brush it i'm not gonna brush yeah, off disrespect no. or whatever have you because nah, only not one not of us might wake up tomorrow so let me just fuck that <laughs> but i also you know when on the rare occasion that situations happen because i'm also too old for all that damn drama <laughs> but on the rare occasion that you know something you know, might happen like that. I really do try my best not to let too much time go by because, you know, I think that would probably um, eat me up. And it it does. Like, I remember that's kind of off topic, but kind of that's one of the big reasons why, you know, I don't really tolerate being ignored um, because I had an argument with somebody and then I didn't get to like, we didn't get to fix that and they passed away. yeah so I was like so yeah that's like when in dating and stuff I mean like do not ignore me like if you don't want to talk then I need you to just let me know like hey we can can we talk about this later like can we table this but like just flat out ignoring me because my mind automatically goes to oh my god something happened and where yeah do you feel like that's something that um is like a trigger um even though like absolutely and it's definitely something that I um have to work through in therapy it's not as bad as it used to be um but also I just I so I in well if any future potential suitors listen to this they'll know this now but I try not to divulge the reason why I have such an issue with um ignoring now uh but just you know when when you get to the point when we get to the point you know that we're discussing triggers that is definitely something that I let somebody I'm dating know like I don't like being ignored is a trigger for me um Mm. it's actually one of my very few triggers I don't have a lot but that is one of my triggers um so yeah but like I said it's definitely a lot better um because therapy has, you know, therapy has helped me work through um, that and some other triggers, but it's, it's definitely, I don't think it'll be something that ever goes away. And I also, me personally, I just view that as a, as a sign of disrespect. Um, And that's, like I said, that's just my personal view. It could just be, hey, I just don't want to talk to you. But it's also, it's my personality. I'm a fixer. I want to talk about things. So that's, you know, that's- You're going to need a partner that's receptive to that and understands Exactly. So a partner- penalize you for it. I'm going to just shut down and I'll deal with you. That's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for me. Now I'm not saying that we got to, you know, if we just had a disagreement or whatever 30 minutes ago that I'm expecting you to get over in 30 minutes I'm not saying that because I also understand that people do need their space and they need to you know process their feelings before they you know say or do the wrong thing and I absolutely that's a boundary and I respect it but it's just you know coming to you know a 
coming to a medium that that works for us both but yeah uh kind of off topic but yeah so my last question for you is if you have any advice for anyone who is currently struggling with resuming their life after a devastating loss my biggest advice is to let you know that it is okay not to be okay it is okay to feel shitty it is okay to be sad and just want to cry it is okay to just feel overwhelmed and just don't know where to turn because I was like that for many years and I mean over a decade so and you know my best friend was like I said wasn't the first person that I've lost but Mm -hmm. she was one that definitely cut the hardest and I've had you know I've had to overcome a lot of shit in life and you know loss was a part of the part of that but just know that it is okay not to be okay don't feel like you have to rush into feeling better because you know, um, I keep everybody else happy and I don't want people to worry about me. Mm-hmm. It's okay for someone to pour into you. You don't have to be the person that's always like, make sure everybody else is okay. It's okay for someone to do that for you. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> because that was a big thing for me as well. Cause you know, like, like I said, like I'm always goofy. I'm outgoing. I'm happy. I like to make sure everybody else is okay. But when I'm okay, like I'm suffering in silence because I don't let anybody get close to me or I didn't let anybody get close to me because I felt like nobody would get it and that's mm-hmm. going to my second point like we talked about earlier you're not the only person who has been through whatever it is you're going through loss recovering from losing a job or anything else or that's just hurtful you are not the only person that has been there before not and the there first, are, you won't, be, you the won't be the last right and so Whatever that you're going through, um, please make sure that you take care of you first. Uh, and that's if you if you want to get into therapy, I highly, highly suggest therapy. Like I mean, therapy my works. Lord, can we give a round of applause to the therapists out there? Because my lord, uh, therapy saving lives one at a time. And it, it's like, and if you were like myself, who was very apprehensive, like this person not gonna tell me nothing. I don't know. They can't. Da, 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 they don't know me. And that's the thing. They don't know you, so they can literally give you their trained opinion on why you feel this way and why these feelings lead to these actions and what you can do to combat that to have a different react. It's like it's literally crazy how they what they do and like how they can do it. So mm-hmm. um, the therapy. Um, if you have a group of good friends, um, and you, and you guys have that relationship where you can be vulnerable with them, um, please do. Like, if you feel like you just need a hug from one of your homegirls or homeboys or whatever, then do that. Um, but find somebody that you know that you can trust, that you can, hey, is it okay if I kind of talk to you and feel like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But also always ask first because you never know what that person's also going through and you mm-hmm. just don't want to just dump everything. I mean, that's what I do. I don't like to just dump like, Randy, <laughs> and just go. Like, I need to like, Randy, are you in a place to talk right now? Because you yeah. might not be. And I don't want to be like, oh, okay, well, my issue 
matters more than yours. Yeah, we always check true. before we, we always we check because I don't know what you because you might not have told me what you're going through, mm-hmm. and I could be like, well, I need I want you to listen to me, but you might not be in a place to be receptive, or because you might be going through your own thing. So, and then just always look to find the joy in life, mm-hmm. regardless of that's walking in a park with your dog you know, getting an ice cream cone or, you know, painting a picture. Do what makes you feel good. Pour into you. I, you can never pour into yourself enough. So I take self-care extremely seriously. I, I used to didn't do it, but now it is like a regimen that I do not break. Like, and that could mean putting your phone on, do not disturb. That could mean going out to eat or getting some takeout by yourself treating yourself to a movie or you know a shopping spree yeah whatever you want to do that works for you that makes you feel good do that shit mm-hmm. and do that shit as much as you need to to help you out because you have to the you and because i my therapist always told me you could look for me to help you could let ask for your friends your family but if god forbid if your therapist your friends your support group, your family all got wiped out tomorrow. You still have to be able to stand on your 10 toes down and be like, I can still stand up regardless if they're here or not. And that comes from pouring into you. So you pour into you, read a book. Yeah, read a book, learn a new hobby. And you know, also pouring into you also could be doing nothing but sitting on the couch and eating vanilla wafers and watching uh you know a netflix documentary self-care you is know, whatever you make it it's literally whatever you make it whatever Don't makes you feel you have good. to go somewhere you could do whatever you want in the house and just pour into you and get back to what makes you just feel good because you a warm meal you know painting your walls or you know mm-hmm. painting your nails do you know buying some new jewelry like whatever that makes you feel good inside do that shit but also if it gets to a point where it's just too heavy, you don't have to carry this load by yourself. Exactly. Please, please remember that you do not have to carry this load by yourself. Now, I'm not here to, you know, be a preacher or nothing, but I'm for <laughs> me, Big G, that's what I call God. Mm-hmm. I call him Big G. I'm telling you, dude is the coolest person you can get to know. <laughs> <laughs> like I am telling they he said let your burdens down nigga here take <laughs> shit do you want where they go <laughs> would you like more would you where do I where do I drop them off at the front or the back is Gabriel gonna pick them up leave Angel Gabriel like, to him? who do you want me to give it to like I am telling you as a person that has struggled from loss uh father issues sexual assault like I have been through it all and <laughs> I'm amazed at myself sometimes looking back like damn girl you, you still here all right <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. it's like you you can literally power through anything but you have to take that first step and be like I am going to change for a better me so that I can be my best self so in turn I can put out into the world my best self you know what I mean so like however that looks for you uh if you don't have a therapist, I don't know if we can plug it, but I'm going to plug it anyway. Talkspace.com. Therapy for Black girls. You know, look, ask around in your area to see what kind of therapy. And, and also, like, I, I went through therapy three times before I found the right one. So if you don't find the right therapist in the first try, please don't give up. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sometimes, they're for me. Sometimes it, it takes a few. It takes a minute. You know, it's like finding the perfect dress. You got to try on different ones. Sometimes it might fit the first time. And you like in the second time, you might have to go to the shop at different stores. But that's okay. But just never give up on wanting to heal you and making you better. And the, one of the biggest things I've learned is that whatever happened to you growing up, whatever you experienced, that the pain that you hold on to is also not your fault, but it mm-hmm. is your it is your responsibility to heal from it. Absolutely. So, and that goes across the board from whatever you experience as a child to teenagers, to adult years. Your pain is valid. Please, I don't want you to think like, oh, well, you're just saying that high school doesn't matter. No, 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 I'm not saying that. Your pain is very valid. And it's, and I want you to know that you have every right to feel that the way that you feel. Absolutely. However, how you feel turns into certain actions and those actions are on you. So if you want your actions in the world to be something, you know, better than what it was before, then you have to work on yourself because it all starts from within. Absolutely. Indeed. So that is why I started going to, to therapy. I said, I was like, I am being trash right now. Listen, I said, I want to be a wife one day. I want to be a listen, mother one day. And, and I, I was like, I owe it to them. I was like, yeah. I owe it to them to fix my shit. You got to fix it. Sometimes you got to smell your own shit. Be like, I think. This Don't even know like, if I'll ever get married or have kids. I but I'm going to, but listen, but if I do, I'll be prepared for it. Listen, I was like, girl, you gotta you gotta unpack this shit. Because unfortunately, a lot of excuse me, parents did not heal before they brought a baby into this world, and that's not that baby's fault. Like your baby is not that's not your kids don't ask to be here. They don't have to be here, and that's not their responsibility to fix your shit. So you know what I'm saying? So that you you don't project that onto them. Because generational curses is real. See all that stuff you passing on. Your mama didn't heal from it and she passed it on to you and you can pass them to the next year. Someone has to break the chain somewhere. somewhere. And, have, and, it, and it's not easy. People who break a generation curse. It's not for the weak. I'm it's telling hard you. as fuck. It's hard as fuck. Listen, we ain't gonna <laughs> lie to y'all and tell y'all that this stuff is it easy. Is, it's not. I'm, I'm still in it hurts. You know, processing. Like shit. It, hurts. it is uncomfortable. It's but... so uncomfortable. You get exposed. Like, because <laughs> in, in darkness, and I was talking to my therapist and I, she was like, so what? She's like, why were you so like resistant? And I was like, because well, it makes sense to me, but I look at it as like, I have been in so much, she told me I should have been in therapy uh, since I was 14. That's when mm-hmm. I should have first had, because all the trauma started then. I didn't get into therapy till like late 20s, early 30s. You know yeah, what I'm saying? should have been in therapy a long time ago. <laughs> she, the, um, my first appointment, she said, oh girl, you should Consistently, I did go as a child for a brief moment, but I should have yeah. been in it. She was like, oh, you have over 10 plus years of pain mm-hmm. to break through. Oh, you're going to be here for a second. So it's Get comfortable. Like, <laughs> Take your shoes off. Here goes some tissues. Because you're going to cry. Here You'll be here for a while. And it's just like, when you also see things within yourself that you didn't even realize were an issue, own that mm-hmm. shit. Be like, damn, that's why I do that. Because this happened. And it, uh, like literally therapy will let you connect the dots to be like, no wonder I'm so fucked up in this area. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? You just learn to how to navigate through what was given. Like I said, you weren't asked to be here. So you're just presented with 
whatever your parents give you. And unfortunately, sometimes we don't have the best start, but that does not mean you cannot have a, a fantastic finish, but you got to put the work in. If your mama, your daddy, your granny, your aunties don't want to put that work in and they want to still stay in that same vicious cycle, you do not have to. You can jump ship and be like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to heal because if I do have a husband or a child, I don't want to pass this along to my baby because it's not their fault that I have all this pain. You know what I mean? So that's my biggest thing absolutely, is absolutely. just make sure that you fight for the life that you want. I'll say that. That part. You have to fight for your life. And that's in all aspects. But everything you starts you with you. You got to do the work. You that's, And that starts with you. So mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, whatever you got to do, do the work to live the best life that you want to live and you deserve to live because it's in the you know in the bible you know what i'm saying that mm-hmm. um oh i always get this verse wrong hold on uh what's the one that won't prosper mm, not trials and tribulations now i just had a complete mind fart no weapon um, against me there you go prosper. there you go so people heard it and be like, well, God, you said no weapon shall form to you and you shall prosper. He said, yeah, my nigga, I said they won't prosper. They know me they ain't going to form. <laughs> so hello, <laughs> these weapons are going to form. Never, never said they weren't going to form. <laughs> they would not prosper. They're not going to prosper, which means you're going to go through some shit in life, but it doesn't have to control you. But you're also going to be given the tools that you need. That's exactly to heal and be a better person. But you have to make that decision to want to do the work to make that happen. So you can't just be like, well, God, you said he's like, you did I know I said it. I said <laughs> that you won't go through some bullshit in life. Life is some bullshit. Like I'm telling you, it can really throw like some shit at you. But you have to be like, you know what? This is the cards that I'm dealt with, but I'm destined for greater and I want to be greater. And no, and I, it can get hard, like to the point where you don't even want to keep working no more. Because I've been there too. I was like, I don't even want to do this work no more. I didn't feel like it was paying off. But looking back now, I'd be like, wow, I'm glad I didn't quit because I wouldn't get to this point. So, and then also the last thing, give yourself credit every step of the way. No matter if it's a big step or a little step that you take, give yourself credit for taking that step and taking that initiative to do better. So nothing is ever too small. You know what I'm saying? None of that. Like every, celebrate every milestone, every achievement. If you a person that cries every day in your closet for three hours a day, and then that cuts down to, to one hour, then you need to applaud yourself in the back for saving two hours of crying time. In your Absolutely. Closet. And extend you know your grace. Like, yes. yes. Please, because you feel like oh, it's not working fast enough. And again, there is no, I want y'all to hear me. There is no shortcut to healing you can't mm-hmm. go around it you can't go over it you can't go under it. you have to go through that shit and i mean through it and dissect it piece by piece mm-hmm. and that shit sucks <laughs> it does but when you get through it and you just you feel lighter you breathe a little different like oh my shoulders don't feel so tight like all right you know and it, it does get it once the chipping starts all those layers start to chip away Mm-hmm. It gets more and it gets more and more easier. And with time, it's always going to have some, you know, some time that you're going to be like, Ugh. there's still some things I'm just like, it still stings. And that's fine. 
But, you know, I look at therapy or healing as like, say you had like a big cut on your leg mm-hmm. and it was oozing and bloody and everything. Like if you go to the hospital, the hospital is not just going to wipe off the wound from, you know, at the top, like where the blood is coming out and put a bandaid on there. They're going to clean it out, make sure all the infection is gone. Because if you just try to cover up a wound with a bandaid and there's still an infection, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to heal. And that's the that's the same with you and your spirit or whatever you want to call it. You have to clean out whatever infection is inside of you, you to, to heal. You have to. Like, that's just, there's no way that you can just put a Band-Aid over yourself and be like, I'm fine. I'll just, I don't need to talk to nobody. I'm, I'm good. You're, wounds that you have. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> that poison is going to seep up. Most worse. It's going to make it worse because if you don't clear out an infection, what does an infection do? And it can spread. And it's true. Like coming from a family of physicians, like stress, holding on to pain and that stuff can really manifest in your body and can really mess it up. Like it's, it's a real thing. Like your body is responding to what you're doing with it. And if you're holding on to all this mess, it's going to find a way to navigate with the mess, but the mess is going to make it, you know, not operate as best as it could be. So mm-hmm. just take your time, give yourself some grace, know that you're not alone and just keep going and just fight for the life that you want because you deserve it and you're worth it. And I hope whoever's listening that if you are experiencing loss, like I am, cry it out as I did. <laughs> and, and just know that your loved ones um, are there for you and you know they'll never forget you and you'll never forget them but if you can try your best to turn that pain into something positive because this world needs a lot more positive we got enough pain as it is so these are big facts well I want yeah, to yeah. thank Erica for taking time out to talk with me this evening. I thank you You're for being welcome. open and vulnerable. Um, why don't you go ahead and this listen. is a big step for me, girl. I've never oh, been so like this. I've you. never, you know me. I'll be like, hi, I'm fine. Right. <laughs> My name is Erica. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I was very like, no, but I'm just like, well, girl, let me tell you about the time. Yeah. Is that my goldfish? Like, I am not talking about myself. I'm not talking yep. about family. So, nope. what is it exactly that you want me to talk about? <laughs> I was like, don't worry, G. I got you. <laughs> but I appreciate you having a platform for because it's important because a lot of people do not know where to start. And hopefully, this helps somebody. And if it does, that's great. And I hope that um, if you are struggling with loss or just that heavy feeling of just not being okay, that mm-hmm. this, hopefully you learned something today that can help you because I want everybody to be happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need it. We need more joy and, you know, just goodness out here. And, you know, there's a lot of bad shit. We have enough bullshit we deal with anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't get me started. That's girl. We'll be here two hours. So... <laughs> I but go ahead well and, and I, uh, yeah I wish everybody well <laughs> go ahead and let the people know where they can find you on the interwebs you can find me on instagram at as told by erica lee uh you know as told by is one word erica is e-r-i-c-a lee is l-e-i-g-h um my blog is also called as told by erica lee and it's a lifestyle blog, some food, 
travel and all that other good stuff you want to check that out and yeah Side note, Erica is like vlog queen. She'd be having like <laughs> international vlog. Not no more, girl. My password got dust on me. Well, we gonna get those dusted off eventually. It, I was like, wow. So <laughs> you just gonna get dusty, huh? I was like, well, girl, you ain't taking nowhere. I'm like, what you get? I can't. <laughs> can't leave these American borders. So, but I, but when oh, I'm telling you, when it, when I can travel internationally again, baby. Listen. So, but I appreciate you having this platform. I feel like this is a beautiful space for people to to be able just to talk about some real shit and how to get through it without all the, you know, all the fanciness. Of, you know, you don't say people just try to like, oh, well, just do this and paint a butterfly. Yeah, no, we get real and raw. No, like no, you you have to like. I'm sugarcoat shit. I think most yes. people in my life know that about me. <laughs> that is very true. Randy tells it like it is. Not a sugarcoat because I don't want nobody <laughs> to do that with me. Like yeah, no, tell me like it is. You know what I'm saying? And that's what healing will show you. It's going to show you the the good, the bad, and the ugly. You have to be prepared for it and just be like, all right. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you. The more you heal, the more you will feel so much better and be like, what the fuck took me so long to get here? Like, It's an uncomfortable man. process, but it's also It's beautiful. very uncomfortable, but it's beautiful, like coming out of your own little cocoon and you're literally emerged like a beautiful little butterfly. Mm-hmm. So I wish everybody well. Randy, thank you. Your listeners, thank you. And yeah, I hope everyone has a blessed Sunday. Yes. And you all can find me on Instagram at being free with Simone Pie. You can find me on Twitter at Simone Being Free. And you can find me on Facebook at Being Free with Simone Pie. And that is B apostrophe N, not B-E-I-N-G. Be well, be safe, be free. Bye. Bye.